host, Tanner. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Tanner. Welcome to another edition of The Late Takes. And with me today, I'm joined for a little one-on-one session with my good pal, my good friend, my good buddy, Patrick. Patrick, how are you doing? Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, it really is an honor and a pleasure to be the first solo guest on The, the Late Takes. Pa- Patrick thanks me for having him recording at his house. So, <laughs> I mean, it is your show. Oh, sure. But <laughs> um, and... You know, we're just going to have like a little free-flowing conversation. We just got done watching, uh, so we're recording this like a week and a half in advance. So we just got done watching um, the July 28th edition of All Elite Wrestling's Dynamite, which featured Nick Gage versus Chris Jericho, which is just kind of mind-boggling to me that Nick Gage was just on national television and was watched by probably, a, I don't know what the ratings will be, but I would safely say a million people. 900,000 between 900,000 and a million people. That's nuts to me. And the fact that he just had like this like brutal, pissing blood match with Chris Jericho, it's just when did you think that would happen in 2021? It's funny that Nick Gage has had two legitimate great death matches against formerly known as Zack Ryder and Chris Jericho. In the span of, let's see, had that Zack Ryder or the Matt Cardona match on Saturday. Today's Wednesday. Five days? Yes. That's not <laughs> I mean, like, and kudos, like, kudos to Cardona and Jericho. They both, like, bled bucket. I mean, Jericho didn't bleed as much as Cardona, but there's only so much, I guess, you could. You could do on, like, like national television. Yeah, you could show a human bleed on national television. But uh, j- that match was a lot, like, more raw than the... TNT match, the Jericho Gage match, was a lot more raw than I expected. Like, they pulled out panes. I didn't expect panes of glass. That was definitely a real shocker when uh, Jericho uh, threw him into a pane of glass, suspended between two chairs, and then all the light tubes getting scoured through the head with, like, jagged light tubes, pizza cutter, like... Yeah. Like, uh, had, like, a pile driver into a pile of glass... Yeah. Like, I, Jericho, he said, you know, we know what, Gage, fuck me up. Yeah. I, I think Jericho is a little bitter that everybody made fun of him about that bump he took in War Games onto, like, the crash pad, yeah. which is still, like, an insane bump to take. Yeah, like, even even if it's, like, you know, like, rubber pads, like, the, yeah. to fall that far anyway, that's a feat. Not to mention he's been wrestling since, like, God, the early 90s. Yeah, he, he's, he's, a, he's in his mid-50s. Yeah, I mean, he's an old man. And <laughs> I don't know. But I, I think he kind of took that to heart. And then they announced he's wrestling, which by the time this comes out, he would already have wrestled Juventud Guerrero, which is, again, is nuts. Because you can, like, go on, like, a random Nitro in, like, 96, 97 and watch that match. And the fact that it's happening in 2021 maybe more insane that Juventud Guerrero is about to be on national television than Nick Gage was on national television. Because <laughs> Juventud's Twitter feed is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> to, to say the least there are some cr- crazy stories out there about Juventud Guerrero um, too too many for this podcast but it's just kind of nuts to me it's like Tony Khan Big Tony one of two Big Tonys in All Elite Wrestling uh, it's just like it. it's pretty much like imagine just having all the action figures you wanted as a kid and like you know doing like your e-fed it's like that, but imagine if you had a billion dollars and could do that with real people. <laughs> like th- this man literally is 
like just has a blank check at the uh, at the toy store because he's just doing whatever the hell he wants. And like the last couple of weeks, like ever since they come back from you know, I guess quarantine wrestling, like yeah. they're just firing in all cylinders. Yeah. And like we still are just barely into like regular. Yeah, this is tour. what week three or week four back with or back on the road maybe. Yeah, like, not it hasn't even been a full month yet. I don't think, but like just tonight they teased like. Moxley and Tanahashi, uh, Punk, CM Punk coming back to wrestling after seven years versus Darby Allen. Um, you have Christian wrestling on national television again, which is kind of wild to me considering he was like retired for like five years. That's wild. Again, you had Nick Gage. You uh, the juice is loose, and you tease that. It's just wild to me that like AEW is getting all this stuff right, and then WWE like will mess up. And I don't watch most much WWE anymore, but WWE will mess up something like, I mean, like a home, like Miro, Rusev and WWE, like WWE just like fumbled that. And like Miro is like w- one of the most compelling characters on AEW right now. Yeah. Not to mention Sting. Sting! Too. Like, how do you mess up Sting? And like, especially with him being like the last big, you know, person that never signed to WWE, bring them into WWE and him doing two matches. Yeah. And then being almost having like a career ending injury. Yeah. Almost having like a injury that put him in a wheelchair. And now he's like wrestling on AEW. It's pretty neat. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's almost like, a, it's like Tony Khan just has like magic healing money. Well, yeah. Uh, it's also funny too. You know, Tony Khan, like hardcore, like he was on the form, like forms. He was on, uh, DVD, uh, DVD VR back in the day, which is Death Valley Driver video review, the forums. He actually, I believe, I don't think this is a rumor. I know he posted on there, but I believe he started the Pro Wrestling Sleaze Fed, or the Pro Wrestling Sleaze Thread back in, like, God, whatever year it would have been way before my time online. God. I mean, I could see it. Yeah, and he, like, been, like, posting on forums and. All sorts of stuff, but like you would be just from the little amount I know, you would be shocked at like the amount of like pro wrestlers. I mean, even like people that are in like WWE, like the big feds that like not necessarily post, but like there's a bunch of guys that like make um, like compilations. Like a big compilation set is like the Memphis set, the '80s Lucha set, the '80s New Japan set, and like big wrestlers like purchase those. So yeah, I always find that kind of neat that like. Even as, like, niche as this circle is, like, I mean, you can get literal millionaires being like, oh, I want this 24-disc set of, (laughs) you know, 1984 New Japan matches. It's kind of neat to me. But going back to AEW for just one second before we, like, really dive into the show, it's like, like, watching it tonight, I guess watching it with everybody, too, at the art house, like, kind of like... I've been sort of, like, getting back into pro wrestling lately. I've been watching a lot of pro wrestling, Noah, and I've been watching um, some stuff here and there. Uh, Like, I've been watching uh, ICW No Holds Barred, which, Pat, I don't know if you know about this company, but they run two match types, and one is called In the Pit, where it's, like, cage fighting, essentially, when it's pro wrestling. And the other one is in a pro wrestling ring, but it's No Holds Barred, and instead of ropes, it's chains. Okay. Yeah, because I've heard a little bit about them. I, I, I wouldn't know too much about you. Like, they're doing some interesting Th- stuff. They're doing some, like, really cool, fun stuff. And they are, 
for my money, probably the best promotion in America right best indie promotion in America right now. Yeah. Um and probably like a top probably top three, just as far as like interesting stuff. But like the fact that AEW is on television and getting all this money and funding and TNT and Warner is pretty much just being like, you know what, just kinda do whatever. We trust y'all because they've been killing it in the ratings. I mean, they're getting Within striking distance of Raw. Yeah. Because Raw is, you know, having record lows, and AEW is like, you know, I think last week they had like 1.1 million. Yeah. I think Raw last week had like 1.6. I mean, they're getting within striking distance. It's like, it's like the, uh, the, these historic highs for AEW and his historic lows, lows for, for WWE. So, like, yeah. it's not this, you know, gradually inverse of, of like power. And, it, and it's really exciting to see that, you know, this other property on televised American wrestling, like, get this much acclaim mm-hmm. because you know not to like bash the WWE like hammer like the, the dead horse again but like to like feel this charged up about televised wrestling again yes. it's it feels good yeah like i mean because we I'm, i mean i i think we i speak for both of us here we've been excited about stuff happening in japan or even you know some indie stuff here and there uh and even lucha i mean we were just talking about maybe getting together for triple mania i don't think it's going to happen now because of some other stuff but you know getting together for triple mania and, like, that's been exciting, but, like, we literally, even before COVID, stopped getting together for WWE pay-per-views mm-hmm. just because, like, nobody was really, it, they wasn't really doing interesting stuff. And even the stuff that we knew, like, for, reasonably was, like, pretty solid, yeah. it was just kind of like, it, that wasn't enough to, like, hold our interest. Yeah. Like, I mean, the takeover, we usually still got together for the takeovers, but as far as, like, main roster stuff, like, we never really got together for. But, I mean... Like, there's still, like, good stuff in WWE, but, like, AEW just, it's, you don't know who's going to show up. Like, WWE, you know who's signed. You mm-hmm. know who's contracted. It's all that comes out. But, like, AEW tonight, Juventud uh, Guerrero, Hiroshi Tanahashi, I mean, like, okay, Nick Gage. I yeah. mean, none of these people are signed with the company or even affiliated with the company, but, like, it, it feels like that, like, Golden Era and WCW, were, like, they could just, like, they could bring out LaParc. LA yeah. Park next week, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, this is awesome!" Now it, it, like you joke, that might happen. Now that I'm thinking about it, LA Park versus Jericho would have been a really good. Like, I mean, I get the because they played off that line that Jericho said, you know, two years ago, which is crazy. Um, but man, La Park Jericho would actually been really good. Okay, uh, but I think that's enough about wrestling. That was, that was a nice uh, ten minute wrestling ramble. <laughs> that definitely will not date the show. <laughs> It's kind of like a general thing. It's it's exciting mm-hmm. and like man, I remember all the think pieces about like wrestling's better without crowds. It's not. You like crowds make the show. Like I mean, it can even be a bad match if you have a good crowd though. It doesn't matter. Like Dynamite tonight went by in a breeze, and I'm like, even though I didn't like every match that aired tonight, that crowd was hot. Like throughout the whole show, they're in Charlotte, North Carolina. Because I remember like the first like like out. Well, I think what was like with the last like. Uh, home show they had before they went traveling, or the last pay per view, like when they had like this like really high outdoor crowd, mm-hmm. and like it just changed the tenor of the show. Like yeah. even like like I said, some of the slower matches were still like they still had a rhythm and an energy to it because like there's just all these people there and it's just electric and yeah. like it can really sort of add a dimension to like an otherwise you know I middling guess, show. Yeah. Um, yeah, I completely agree. And it's and like you said, it's it's nice to be excited about televised wrestling again because I probably haven't been excited about nationally 
broadcasted wrestling in like three or four years. Yeah. So it, it, it's cool. It's nice. Uh, but Pat, fun fact, this was actually going to be the first show that uh, the first episode. I d- really didn't want to dive right into like just the chaos, chaotic nature of oh, let's have four people all eating food at the same time, and then we have a weirdly philosophical talk about aging and other stuff. Yeah, because we, uh, we run the gamut over yeah. here. We and like that's just how we are. Like even off the show, like we just talk about the most inane stuff. Like, and I think that's something I really like about our group. Like, our group is not boring. <laughs> just because, I mean, we, I mean, God, was like upstairs just a second ago. Liz and I, in the probably span of two minutes, talked about uh, obscure anime, manga, uh, and makeup in like two minutes. And like, I mean, just, but like, I know that sounds like, oh, okay, real basic shit. But like, really, it's just fun to not have like boring people in your life that's always like, you know those tweets that go around where it's like, if your friend group's not talking about stocks and investments and 401ks, then they're not your friend group. I'm so glad we don't talk about that shit. <laughs> I mean, like, and you're the one that would know about like stocks and investments. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know about that stuff. Do I want to talk about it? No. I mean, if like if your friend group is and that's all they talk about is like their financial gains, find new friends. Stop yeah. hanging out with Wall Streeters. Yes, I, absolutely. Like, get off of uh, Reddit. Get off of Wall Street bets or uh, Wall Street bets is actually like kind of helpful, I guess. Um, but get off and just. I, just have fun. It feels so weird because I I never expected to be like at here at twenty five years old, like podcasting again, getting yeah. like weirdly into wrestling again, and like I'm buying Pokemon cards and Yu Gi Oh cards again. But like also like it's not like I've not that those things like make you regress, but like also like I've moved forward in my life. Like I have a career and like a house. <laughs> And like I've soon to be wife, it's weird. It's so weird. Like I, it's like <laughs> I don't know if it's like I got with Riley and was like, you know what? I don't have to impress any girl ever again. I'm getting way into Pokemon cards now. <laughs> no, because that, that that just that bit reminds me of like I think it was a TikTok or Twitter trend of like to tell me how your husband or boyfriend will never cheat on you without saying they'll never cheat on you. And it's like, damn, like there's like this video of the guy kicks in the door. It's like, oh my God, baby, you want boy this? And he like brings out like all these Pokemon cards and it just goes into detail of like their rarity and where he found them. I, I think the top three, the one of the three loudest moments I've had in our new house is I pulled a, if you don't know anything about Pokemon cards, skip like 30 seconds or just listen. Um, I bought a Shiny Star V-Box, which is a Japanese high-class premium set. It comes with 10, pa- 10 packs and a booster box. Um, and each booster pack has 10 cards, but you're guaranteed a Hollow uh, and a V-Max and a V-Card. And I pulled a, a Marnie Full Art, which is the like most like sought-after card in that set. It goes for like six, 700 bucks. I pulled it. I mean, I might have broke a window. Like, I was just, like, so loud. The decibel level I reached, screaming. Uh, it, was, it was nice. It was de- I have had, I've been on a hot streak of pulls lately. Riley bought me a random booster pack from Target because Target finally has booster packs again. I pulled a gold card, which is, like, the odds of pulling a gold card from a random booster pack is, like, one. I think it's, like, one to, like, 400 packs, which is nuts. And I just pulled it from a random booster she got me at Target. And, like, you can't find cards at Target anymore. No. Uh, well, th- 
our so our local Almost target hardly. has been a little better because they I mean they are pretty stingent about limiting you to two packs. Yeah. Granted, you can buy them in multiple transactions. So because I bought four packs the other day, um, but you can you can buy them in multiple transactions if you want to. But yeah, so they've been a little better with their stock. Um, but I'm getting really into Yu-Gi-Oh again, which I'm scared about because <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh is weird. Like their booster packs only have like four cards in it now. Are they that small now? Yeah, I bought a. I have a booster box on the way. I actually, may have got delivered today. That I believe there's. I now, granted, I think there's like 36 packs in a booster box. Yeah, but I think each booster pack has four cards. That's because I like back in my day. I remember uh, getting it was like eight or nine. Wasn't yeah, it? like like. Because Pokemon was like anywhere from like thirteen to eleven, yeah, and then Yu-Gi-Oh was you know an approximate number like yeah. nine to ten, yeah. But that just that just seems it like varied a varied by set. Yeah. Now I did get enough. I bought two booster boxes, but one booster box isn't really a booster box. It was like twenty bucks, and it only comes with two packs. But both of those packs, I think, have twelve cards in it, and both of those packs are guaranteed a hollow. I don't think regular booster like the four card booster packs aren't even guaranteed a hollow in them. So. I don't know. There's just trading card games. But Pat, I, what I wanted to bring you here today, I, I, I think when I pitched the late takes to you, God, in December, it I was, think, maybe January. It's definitely been several months. It's been a hot minute. Um, I, I, one of the first shows I know I wanted to do was I want to do a show with Patrick talking about podcasting, which is kind of meta, I guess. But uh, in case you don't know the history of all you can hear, I'll give you a brief rundown. Uh, Colt, Wenzel, and I, and technically Cody, I guess, founded uh, all you can <laughs> I'd say technically Cody because Cody was never supposed to actually be in the podcast. And then none of us knew how to use the audio equipment. So Cody, by default, was in the podcast. But Cody didn't appear to episode three and also didn't come up with the name. That was me, Colt, and Wenzel. But anyways, and Patrick comes on as a guest. Never leaves. Uh, and then... Permanent special guest, Pat. Yeah. And then Cody um, steps away from the podcast. Um, I Actually, I think Cody and I announced it on the same episode, which was never supposed to be the case, but we did it because it was, we got the feeling it was going to be the last episode we recorded in person for at least a couple of months. Turned out to be like over a year. Because that, that was literally the last time we got together before like COVID hit. Yeah. Like, because I remember us sitting around and being like, oh, wow, there's like six cases in you know, here, and, wow, um, but anyways, we left, and Patrick, you know, like, took over, like, the de facto host role, and, uh, and the show was done phenomenal, good lord, did not need us at all, (laughs) so I, I I don't know, I kind of wanted to, Pat, I guess what we'll start with is, like, how has it been, especially, like, through, like, pretty much changing the podcast whole format, because y'all went completely remote for a year, um, outside of some episodes you did with like Jonathan and Cannon here, because yeah, lived as we were like getting our footing with like the COVID um, sort of format, yeah, because like, Colton Winslow had to order equipment, yeah, for and it. like for like that first month they weren't on because like they were we were trying to still figure everything out. Yeah, I think those are some of the only episodes Colt have missed, or was that first month? Yeah. I just kind kind of wanted to get your perspective of like what was that like as being like okay, you're the host of the show now, also you have to change everything. <laughs> It was definitely like one like I like when I remember when you first said you're stepping away. I was kind of like like that first like day. I was like, oh fuck, like just got me just sort of like getting everything in my head. Like, what does this mean? Like, what where sort of the the 
balance of power shifts to. And then the next day, like, I was like, okay, I got this. I can figure this out. But it, I will say, like, as as challenging as it's been to sort of, like, learn to be a host in COVID and just, like, sort of, like, walk yourself through it in, over the course of a year, like, it's been a really fun challenge. Although I feel like I, I've become a more boring person, person because, like, I feel like my brain is, like, 90% involved about thinking about the show, like <laughs> editing, um, promoting, planning, booking, and like all that, and like uh, designing, like literally I wear every hat and I have iron, iron, iron in every fire, but like I really enjoy it, I learned to, I've learned on the flies or like where, how far I can stretch, what I could do, what I should do, and like having Jonathan because we're roommates, be like my co-captain essentially, and, yeah. and to to really be able to lean on them has been a huge blessing. Because there for a while, I was literally doing everything. Like I would yeah. edit multiple hours uh, every week for every episode. Like mm-hmm. do stuff for the promotion for Insta, Twitter, like literally everything. Like load it up and realize I was going to like explode if I didn't sort of like delegate that, share the role with somebody. Because yeah. that's sort of like the struggle of like being like quote the leader. So if it, like what do you do yourself and what do you allow other people to share to do? I think that was my big thing. So like, cause I, I I knew I was going to step away from the show in September of 2019, but I wasn't going to leave till May of 2020. And then obviously they got moved up. But, um, so from May of 17 to pretty much, I'd say January is when I really started like handing more roles off. Like, and it's not that other people wouldn't help me. It's that, like, I, I like things a certain way. So, like, oh, these... And I'm pretty sure, like, I even went over it with you. And, like, the way you do things now is fantastic. Obviously, it works. Um, I was like, I put tweets up at th- this time of day. Like, on Mondays when the show goes up, you put a, I put a tweet up at this time here, this time on here, this time on here. I do the Instagram post, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I, I remember, like, I, I was the same way. And, like, I really enjoyed, like, the planning and the booking and, you know, the rec- uh, you know recording a show, you know, just, you know, bantering with, like, my best friends for, you know, a couple hours every week was really fun. Um, but it was also, like, before, like, I had a real job. So, like, we used to do it on Thursday nights, which is nuts. It, it's insane to think that that's literally that how the show was done for, like, what six to eight months probably all of those 2017 episodes were recorded on thursday nights including the almost four hour award show yeah at the end of the year uh, i mean really and like some some of those thursdays would be double ups like mm-hmm. we would record two episodes um which I, and again like at the time like we were just in college so it really didn't matter but it's so funny that like you mentioned taking up headspace because that's like I thought about the podcast constantly. I was like, oh, like, I, I really want, like, this would be a cool episode idea. Or, like, the SCI episodes that we did in uh, 17. Yeah. Like, coordinating those guests was so weird because we record we recorded every segment of the 2017 SCI episode in a hotel room besides one that we actually recorded in the locker room. And I, I remember just coordinating, like, we got to coordinate, like, eight different segments of the podcast over the course of like, so we get there on Friday afternoon, 
we're recording like three segments Friday night, and then we're doing like five segments on Saturday, and then we have to time to go eat, actually enjoy the wrestling, and like actually have fun because it's kind of a vacation. So it was like weird stuff like that too. And I think like my real like cracking point was when I don't know if you even remember this, but Winslow and I were going to go to New York for WrestleMania weekend. I remember 2019, that. And I had set up, no lie, like probably eleven interviews with. I mean, with a ton. Like I wish we could have got that episode. Like could have done it. Um, but then I had stuff come up with school that just so happened to be that weekend that I couldn't go. So like we had to cancel the whole trip and everything. I mean, we had t- we had tickets, bought everything mm-hmm. for like every show. Y'all were pretty much like set. Yeah, everything but getting on the plane. Yeah, I mean, really. Uh, but I mean, I had I had so I had like people from Polygon had wrestlers and like every major promotion coming on. I mean, it was going to be like a insane least stack show. Winslow and I were going to go around New York and do a pizza taste test. I mean, just like so much like crazy stuff. And I remember after planning that and it falling through, I was like, huh? Wow. That was a lot of wasted brain space. And then like shortly after that, you know, I met Riley and like, obviously like my priorities sort of, sort of shifted. Um, but it's just so funny to me, like how just, readily you stepped into the role you're Patrick like oh, I got it like there was never even a discussion it's like hey I'm stepping down Patrick was like all right I'm host now <laughs> I, I mean it didn't like, really happen like that not but. not in not so many words but like I remember there was a moment that um I I, I remember we being at Cody's old apartment and I think he and I or, or he you and I were kind of like not by ourselves but kind of like we were kind of like having our conversation and John and the other boys they were talking amongst mm-hmm. themselves because we were doing like a little bit of a planning session for the, like the the coming up quarter or whatever, and I remember Cody saying like it's it's like you're gonna he said you're gonna be the driving force of this show going forward yeah and like I felt I felt it kind of feels weird to talk about myself in that capacity but like in the same way it felt like good mm-hmm. that someone like thought of me in that capacity that yeah. you know you're sort of gonna be what keeps this show going and i was i'm just sort of like i was a guest like like how many other shows do you know where like someone came on as a guest and then a regular and then never left and then like they're <laughs> like the the head of a network essentially I, I mean really like how many how many shows have you missed since the first pat cast i mean um i think i i actually keep attendance on how many times people show up yeah i think i've uh, I'm not at 200 episodes yet in terms of my overall, uh, but ever since I've taken over, I would say less than 10. Yeah. Like, have you passed me in shows been on yet? Um, if not, you're re- you got to be close. You well, can you- edit this part out, but I'm actually going to look. <laughs> I'm not editing and oh, no. ed- editing anything. But um, I, I, it's just funny to me to think about that. And I think the reason you work as a driving force so well is because you're so good at, like, steering the conversation. Not so much, like, steering the conversation, but, like, like Wenzel Colt and Jonathan and even, like, Cannon and Justin and, like, everybody else has came on. They love getting their bits in. That That's our whole friend group. They love getting their damn one-liners in because they think they're so funny, and a lot of them are. They're, they're good. Uh, I, the, the total number of appearances as of... July 28, 2021, Tanner has been on 165 episodes of All You Can Hear and the, and the 281 mm-hmm. that we've done. I, I'm now sitting at 237. You're at 237? Yep. Oh, my God. And what, Pat Cast would have been in November? 
So that would have been like episode, first Pat Cass, probably 18, 19, 20, somewhere around there. The first Pat Cass was episode 28. So you've missed like six shows since you've come on permanently. Yeah, because like I wasn't a regular until after... After the 2017 awards. Yep. Yeah, because you wasn't on those. Because like I, I was kind of on periodically like guessing, but then like the start of 2018, I was like... Yeah. An official member. And you've not, apparently, that is crazy. You've missed, like, a single-digit amount of shows since 2018. That's wild to me. But um, but you're so good at steering the conversation, and you're so good in that host role. And sometimes it doesn't work. I remember listening to the Taco Bell Taste Test episode y'all did recently, and, like, y'all didn't ta- y'all didn't eat one damn bite of food for, like, That's probably minutes. the most stressed I've been during an episode <laughs> that I've host, like, been, like, the main host since I've started. Yeah. Because, like, that episode was fun as hell. Please go check out uh, our Taco Bell Taste Test and AYCH feed. But, like, I was just, like... Fuck, there is so much chaos happening. Yeah. And also, there are knives. Yeah, <laughs> like knives were involved. Not to mention, the whole cast of Cajun Greatness and All You Can Hear was on that show. So you were dealing with five other people. Yeah, and like that that's something else that's happened. Like The first uh, spinoff show of AYCH happened uh, under my purview, quote, quote, and that was Cajun Greatness, our Nicholas Cage movie review series. Yeah, and, like, it's done extremely well, and now, like, you have late takes under the All You Can Hear umbrella, and then, like, Essential Viewing is also technically still under the, you know, Jonathan's going in and out. I, th- I, I don't know what's happening with that show, I want to be honest. I, I know I, Wenzel and Jonathan have had some conversations yeah. about it. Um, it's like one of those things like we have so many ideas but you know we, we work 40 hours a day yeah. 40 hours a week <laughs> and we, we actually we work so hard we uh we take overtime on physical reality yeah no but you know full-time job so like this is like mm-hmm. the most involved hobby ever and it's just it's just timing like we'd love to do more non-canons essential viewings uh the fast and furious file but but because we're doing like more quote actual shows like yeah. sort of the special editions of AYCH, they just kind of had to take a backseat until we mm. can find time to put them in. Yeah, I mean that's like I mean because like on a slow week, y'all are recording two episodes here because y'all do Cajun Greatness. Mm. I'm not gonna y'all do Cajun Greatness on Mondays, and y'all usually do all you can hear on Fridays or Saturdays. Typically, we record on Saturdays. Yeah, on so on Saturdays. So you're talking about from Saturday to Monday recording two shows not to mention it's usually you or jonathan that edits aych because like jonathan and i we uh we rotate you know one week on one week off for yeah. recording and you know if, if someone can't do it we sort of like double up and then that person just sort of compensates yeah following so and sort of just like to get you like in the headspace of what i've been up, up to like within this past week i have had literally every single day accounted for because monday of this week uh, we did a episode of Cajun Greatness recording. Then Tuesday, I edited our non-canon file about summer anime review. Mm-hmm. Which and, is already out by the time this episode comes out. You need to go check it out. And then tonight, we watched wrestling and we're recording this. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, we're having like a big friend night because Cody's back in town. Mm-hmm. And then Friday, I'm probably um, working with my job to help move it overtime. Yeah. And then working overtime on Saturday and then doing Pathfinder afterwards that night, which is probably two or three hours. Mm-hmm. So literally, I'm pretty busy yeah. every single week. And then like, the, last, then, like, this, the, the last two weeks and the next two weeks 
have been just a, a logistical like struggle because everything is changing the minute. So like figuring out mm-hmm. what we're gonna do, when we're doing it's very full days, very full weekends, and my mind's always in planning mode, especially like lately. Oh yeah, the, I mean that's like, I, I th- this weekend is the first. Well, uh, let me take that back. When as we're recording July twenty eighth, last weekend was like the first weekend I did nothing on Saturday and Sunday for the first time. Since, uh, probably since, like, E3. So, like, seven weeks. Yeah. And then I really don't have anything going on this weekend. But, like, next weekend we have, you know, a mutual friend's birthday party uh, that, you know, super pumped about. And then, like, the next weekend is uh, free comic book day. The first free comic book day at Justin, host of Cajun Greatness, store. First one in, like... A year because of COVID. Yeah. So, like... Well, really, two years because the free com- free comic book day didn't happen in, in, since twenty nineteen, right? Yeah, because if it didn't happen in uh, twenty nineteen, because that's because it was shut down in March. So yeah, so it's been like two years. So technically, yeah, because usually free comic book day is in May. Yeah, and this year it's August uh, the fourteenth. Yeah, so like we have that coming up. Uh, we're gonna go get our y'all are gonna get your groomsmen stuff, and I'm getting my suit. That the same weekend as the birthday, which has already passed by the time. Because like literally, there's a possibility of us getting fitted for tuxes, doing a very intensive taste test, yes. and then that night having a banging party. Yeah, it's like all in one day. Not even a holiday weekend. Not even a three day weekend. It's just like a Saturday. It's just a Saturday. <laughs> it, it's so funny. Not to mention like two, like there's a bunch of stuff about to come out. Like. A uh, ton of movies we're all looking forward to seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like Wenzel and I are doing a triple feature. Uh, for, like again, by the time this comes out, we've already done it. But we're doing a triple feature of Old Snake Eyes and The Green Knight Friday, and then we're doing Suicide Squad the next week, and then like we just get into like Shang Chi, and then uh, the Eternals. Spider Man's still coming out. I mean, and then, uh, put, then there's a that very possible like quadruple feature weekend in October. Yeah, last night in Soho, Dune, Jackass Four, and French almost, Dispatch. Yeah, French Dispatch, all coming out the same day, October twenty second. So like, the, the how, how do we plan that? Because <laughs> like. Uh, we're literally one of the most like active friend groups I've ever been a part of. Because oh, I, yeah. I can remember there's a time not that long ago when like uh, all my friends would do was just sort of like veg out on the couch and watch Spider cartoons. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just like I kind <laughs> we of, have done that. <laughs> and so and it's just like I wanted more activity, and now mm-hmm. I have like almost more activity that I can stand. Uh, yeah. Now you're like, oh, shouldn't wish for that. <laughs> um, but but I, this is literally it's it's the, like. The most encouraging friend group, the most like fulfilling, oh, like yeah. thing that you can uh, like imagine. Like we're just like we're constantly doing things, yeah. and like it's it's just literally just like my cup runneth over. It's yeah. just an abundance of like good times. Not even to mention, Lucas has an art show. That, yeah, like one, next week, two days before the birthday party. Yeah, like one of one of our pals is, is a tremendously talented artist. They're a, a tattoo artist, and they're about to have like their first solo art show. Has Lucas been on? podcast yet yeah, lucas has been on three episodes okay I, I don't remember what episode i'm pretty sure i've been on an episode with lucas um because he was on the thing episode okay he was on um jonathan's story which is like we recapped all the jonathan stories 
Oh, yeah. And he was also on Patcast 3, where I introduced the, the lads to uh, Tokusatsu. Yeah, that Jonathan story is one. We would have had to record that at my house. So, Luke, at my mom's house, not my house. But, um, so, yeah, Luke and I would have had to been on an episode together. I, but that episode's probably, what, three and a half years old at this it's point? It's definitely like a, tw- a 2019 episode. Oh, is it 20? Oh, oh. But yeah, uh, and Lucas will eventually be on this show too. I I hope because yeah. he's definitely uh, asked to be back on for like any like kaiju stuff we do, and we do a semi regular series called Kaiju Overview where we talk yeah. about like uh, giant uh, yeah. monster movies from Japan, and like he's a big kaiju fan. And y'all did a whole kaiju month yeah. in twenty twenty. Uh, and the thing we did that because um, some bullshit happened with like Godzilla versus Kong being rescheduled, so like. So we we were planning to do like our candy bar taste test during March, and we're like fuck. Well, I guess we'll just do a whole month of kaiju content. Yeah, man. It's and that's another thing like with all you can like with that I really liked with all you can hear, especially like now. It's like y'all y'all can change on the fly because y'all always have a backup. When I was in charge, we never like. I remember one time I literally we got to because this was when we started recording on Sundays, and like it was Sunday, and we were gonna have a guest over guests couldn't make it and it was like a pretty intensive like i think i was going to do a newly lads game yeah maybe with three couples and like which was like an, an intense level of scheduling yeah and then like one of like a whole couple couldn't make it and then a, one of the partners from another couple couldn't make it and i was like what do i do and this is at like 10 a.m i think we usually start at one or two on sundays yeah I was like, what on earth do we do <laughs> it, 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 the episode managed to like work itself out but still like well, I think with us, we, we because we keep us like running lists of what we want to do. Mm-hmm. We're able to jump in because, like, like I said, because I've been so busy at work with our my company moving, like the 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 the, the on the fly scheduling, like the mind chess I have to play to like, okay, we didn't we can't do this, so we'll read this, we'll push this back a week, push this ahead a couple of weeks, just yeah. like the reshuffling, like it like it's it takes you know a, a practice to be able to do that, and yeah. like I'm. Even now, like today, as busy as I've been at actual work, like my side hustle quote is also going on in my head at the same time. Okay, I'm going to make sure. Because, like, odds are I won't be able to record on Saturday. So I have to make sure that the other lads are like, they're taken care of so they can do it without me. Yeah. Man, yes, I guess you will mess up. Mm, Crazy. Um, But yeah, it's just so wild to me that, like, especially, like, talk about. I keep going back to 2020, but like there was like 60% of our like quote unquote regular series. You couldn't do like really like you couldn't do like a, a real intensive taste test. Y'all managed to do a couple of taste tests, yeah. but y'all couldn't do like, I know one of the big taste tests y'all y'all want to do forever was like, uh, we talked about a burger taste test. Yeah. You can't really do that when everybody's not in the same room. It's just kind of hard. And the Taco Bell taste test yeah. too was something that had been on the docket for over a year. Mm-hmm. Just couldn't do it. Uh, and like just it's so there's a different energy recording over discord than like recording IRL just because like you can riff on like each other instantaneously yeah even on discord and I guess discord really works better for a format of like 1v1 or even maybe three people but like when you're talking four or five people all in a discord call trying to do a coherent podcast (laughs) and get difficult not to mention the editing was harder because you everybody recorded their own audio tracks. So yeah, because like, dealing... like it, 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 sometimes up to five audio tracks. Yeah. So not to mention that, and like I'm 
Y'all also lost an episode last year, right? Yeah, because there was an epi- there was there was a lot another lost one that, like we were talking earlier. Like we invited a good friend Ellie, uh, sweet, uh, it's one of the sweetest people ever. Yes, great photographer, wonderful streamer. Going to photograph, uh, going to photograph my wedding. <laughs> so, and uh, we did an episode about The Last of Us, and the episode like it fa- the audio failed us. Yeah, and we couldn't release it, and that was like I, now the thing it really hurts because that was a a great conversation that we mm-hmm. had with Ellie because she's like so like. Like wonderfully insightful, and that's one of her favorite games. Of her, like to give so much of her energy mm-hmm. to that, and that to be just be lost the ages. Yeah. It was really heartbreaking. But we, we, I was just grateful we got to have her on our e th- on our on our e three e three twenty twenty time when we talk about the PlayStation Five premiere. Yeah, we're definitely gonna have her on again. Yes, I want her on Latex as well. because that was that was like one of my th- like. Things that I was excited is like finally we're all vaccinated, the world's opening back up again. Mm-hmm. We get to have all the old favorites back on. Like, yeah, because everybody in our group is vaccinated. Yeah, and plus, like everybody's been asking me, like you know, like, hey, I want to do this. Can we do that? And and not just that, I was able to like have our first like interview with a show outside of like the extended family mm-hmm. of the of the podcast, which is like one, just like holy crap, I was able to like not that little goal off my list and like it, it's already one of our best played episodes of the year yeah not to mention it was also an ultraman episode which seems like a little bit like patrick like hell yeah i gotta have a whole episode i can talk about ultraman with somebody else that also understands ultraman because like not that none of us are in, or like none of the regular cast is interested in it they just don't get it but like you get it it's very funny to me. It's like I thought that was just gonna be a niche little thing. That's mm-hmm. something like that's that's for me. But then that's literally like blown up. Yeah, like, like it's like in the last 12, 12 months behind the scenes, I still kind of look at the stats sometimes. I'm a numbers guy. I'm sorry, but anyways, uh, like I, it's like one of the like ten most played episodes in the last twelve months, mm-hmm. which is crazy. And it at, at this point, it's been out for less than a week. Yeah, and and like y'all. Y'all are having record numbers. This is our this is AYCH's best year, yeah, like, by a substantial margin. And, and like June and July were was y'all's second and best months ever. Yeah, for, on the show and in the four, four years of us doing the show, that was like, I mean, like you know, knock on wood, touch wood, whatever, like whatever. I it's just like been like, holy crap, just uh, the level of like influx of, yeah. of listeners has been just like whoa yeah. what happened i'm not complaining but like it's still jarring to see oh yeah like i won't get into specific numbers but like y'all have already done better this year play wise than any year before it. we beat our best year and it's already like before the end of like july like june yeah would just i mean nuts i mean like and like y'all had an, a great year last year depend you know with the limitations that you had 2019 was a great year and like because it built off of 2018 and like 2020 was really looking like it was going to be a good like a good it, year it, it, because y'all had so much crazy surprisingly stuff well like literally christmas day 2020 was our best listen day in our history up to that point yeah and we have sort of broken those records yeah i again. think that's been that's been broken like five or six times this year yeah maybe like it's nuts like just the level of like I don't want to say success because that seems like a little like haughty toddy. It's it's like it's like a like a like a personal best. Yeah, I mean, really, it's like y'all are like f- for this podcast for all you can hear to be a, like a podcast 
about everything but also nothing at the same time. It's it's kind of crazy that like it get it gets this much support from like a pretty diverse listener base. I mean, it's not like it's just our friends listening, obviously. Yeah, I mean, we have listeners all over. Like, th- like there was a time when like AY Seats was the 107th most popular comedy podcast in Cambodia. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I mean, how many other people can make that claim? Yeah. A little bitty uh, dog and pony show from Central Alabama. Yeah, and who's to say it's not top 100 now? I mean, it's really surprising, and to think like. Like what we talked about it several times before, like how many like shows never make it to ten episodes, never make it to twenty, and like we here we are two hundred eighty plus on the main show, and and like we like as of now, touch wood, we never had to skip a week, we never yeah. had to take time off. Yeah, y'all y'all didn't miss a week at all, like even during, during pandemic. Like during pandemic, where I fully expected like they're gonna have to because there's no way like they're gonna be able to just pick up and record on the fly and like luckily just you so happened to have the equipment like when that happened so y'all were able to do some great like great episode y'all like y'all did that final fantasy episode that's done very well that, was like that chonker of that three hour I, episode yeah literally first show pandemic three hours long one of the like five longest shows in the show's history and like w- and one of the best episodes that year yeah it's, it's crazy and i think that's something else about the podcast that always gets me too it's like the the things you expect least to do the best like our the our all you can hear is most played episode is Thrifty Santa, which is an an ep- first of all I hate the name of, I hated the name of it. It was the best we could come up with, but it's when we played Dirty Santa with stuff we bought from the thrift store. Yeah, that is the best, the most listened to episode of the podcast by not even just a little bit. Like, it's it's a very significant margin, and I just I remember when that episode exploded. Like you know it it had it had done fairly well, but there was one point where it just it just shot off like a rocket. Mm-hmm. And that episode turns three in December. Yep. And like it's just yeah, like you said. I mean, it's just. I mean, it's it still gets d- d- good traction. Good traction every week. It's nuts to me. It's so weird. I think I think this year's a thrifty Santa is our uh, Fast and Furious file about uh, Tokyo, Drift Tokyo Drift and, and twenty and two thousand nine Fast and Furious. Yeah. To- yeah. The Fast and Furious files, Tokyo Drift. One, yeah, it's definitely like this year's thrifty Santa. We're like. Some algorithm somewhere just had to pick it up, and it got recommended to a boatload of people, and people clicked on it because it's like one day all of a sudden it like doubled in listens, and it's just like oh okay, because like some episodes like I, I remember when we planned, I was like man I think this episode is going to be big. Chicken nugget taste test mm-hmm. uh, was a big one. French fry taste test it still did great numbers. I don't even know if it's in our top fifty most played at this point. If it is, it's t- near the bottom. Like it's definitely like a like a heavy listen episode. Oh I, yeah, for sure. Um, like uh, the best songs of the two thousands. That's like that has been like a perennial yeah. top, but 10. it's the bracket reveal that is not the actual. Yeah, was, was, was I th- think it's so strange. Yeah, like the bracket reveals always do better than the main tournament episodes. I think that's the case with anime ops. I think that's even the same way with Crunch Madness. Yeah, and, I, I will say this year's. Uh, bracket with the candy bar they've been they've done well but they're like they're stay pretty equal yeah which the people have been equal listen and that might be one of my most fun like bracket reveals because mm-hmm. it's gone the longest because like the boys got some hot takes it's, they got hot over some candy <laughs> which you know it, it's it was a great bit 
I'm, I'm excited to see what y'all plan to do, like, for your next bracket madness show. Because there's so many things you can do with that, too. I, I, I love a good tournament. Doesn't matter what it is. Love it. Uh, it's the whole reason I've created the best songs of the 2000s. So we could have 64 freaking songs yeah. to listen to. Same way with anime openings. It's just, like, I love seating. I love all that stuff. It's so much fun. But, I don't know. It's just, I, I'm so incredibly, like, and this is going to sound real cheesy. I'm so proud of what the show has become. Like, the show is, like, I mean, well into five digits of plays. Like, I mean, uh, tens of thousands of listens, literally, over mm-hmm. the course of four years, which is nuts to me. And, like, it just, like started with like me Colton Wenzel like in a room being like oh we should do a podcast that'd be fun uh, and or actually it started like a year prior when we all argued about french fries in the car but that's a whole different story and but then like it's exploded into like you said there's 280 some odd episodes on the main feed you got Cajun greatness almost in the 20s maybe yeah, we're, we're, we're we're creeping up in Cajun greatness and now we have a a happy bouncing baby third show with uh, yeah. the late takes. Now the late takes from a founder of All You Can Hear now on the late takes doing a little bit of a different thing, kind of. Um, and yeah, it's just I mean, really though, now with three, sometimes four shows on your band, I mean you're you're a network. I mean <laughs> we, we joked about network like, you know, where do you watch each network? But then like kind of actually with like three shows under under the banner, like it's it's legit. Yeah, I mean, like you got all you can hear on Mondays, late takes on Tuesdays, Cajun greatness on Thursdays. I mean, before you know, it's like there definitely will be weeks and probably weeks before and since that we'll have something almost every single day. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. I, I'm not going to tease too much, but I have a little side series that I know you were thinking. Oh my god, already you're two episodes in. I had talked about this in episode zero, talked about this in episode one. I'm going to talk about it again here. Got a little side series coming up. It's way different than this main late takes uh, that obviously won't come out on Monday, Tuesdays, or Thursdays. So there's going to be weeks where there could be something all five days of the week. <laughs> it's like more lad than you can handle. And and don't feel bad about like teasing or jumping right to like a secondary show on your oh, show. No. Because Jimmy... Uh, Justin, he went to that one so hard. Like he's like, I want to make all the content. You can't stop. Yeah, Travolting Development. What week three of Cajun Greatness? Maybe week four. Like it was like four or five. Yeah, like so soon. Oh, even the main show, our first non-canon was in October of seventeen. Like five months after we started the main show. Yeah, the uh, the the, the, the first one was the Rick and Morty non-canon. That was in October. Yeah, I mean that's nuts. So, I mean, yeah, I'm like, I have no shame about it. Uh, and it's going to be a fun show. The first one should be recorded by the time this episode comes out. I don't know when we'll release it. We may save it till, towards the end of August, but or maybe the beginning of September. I, I already have, like, my favorite part of, like, doing a new project like this is getting, like, some new people involved. And, like, I already have guests booked the whole month of August. And I think now I have every episode in September booked. So, like, I'm in October now. It was funny. I was talking to a really good friend of mine last night. I, we were talking about the show, and he was like, when are you going to have me on the show? I was like, um, the end of September? He was like, are you big-leaguing me? <laughs> he was like, the end of <laughs> September? He was like, it's July, Tanner. I was like, 
I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, like, like we have always planned well in advance. Oh yeah. So like, I, I did expect that to change, and like, obviously, you're someone who's very detail and planning oriented. So like, you're you're gonna have like a pretty good sort of like rigmarole to stick to, and like, obviously, be able to like flex what you can, but. I knew right from the off. Okay, Tanner's got some big ideas. He's gonna have ideas down the line, um, and like it's gonna it's gonna be very. We fun. have an episode we're recording in a few weeks that I don't know if we'll come out alive from. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I feel like there's gonna be some vinegar. There's gonna be some claws, and like it's it's gonna test the friendship, kind of like back in the old days when we did like the the argumentative like debate like best of of all can hear awards yeah it's kind of going to be like uh imagine an old school all you can hear award show with like the rankings and stuff but everybody kind of cares about everything uh and i don't know how long the show's gonna go like i think we're starting recording at like 11 that day yeah just so we can account for us running late yeah for us going long like it's gonna it's it's gonna be a a chunker uh but more about that in a couple of weeks for sure uh but yeah i mean podcasting who who would have who would have thought that like again like all you can hear would be what it is now four and a half years later almost i mean it, it really is impressive like you know like obviously I don't have a big head. None of us do. I mean, we, we have we have fun doing what we do. Mm-hmm. We don't have any illusions to, like, where we are in the grand scheme of things. But ultimately, like, as hard as it is to sort of keep your mind on your own lane and on your own paper, like, it's, it's still fun to do as, like, challenging as it is. It's still a, a lot of fun. Because I get to make something with my best friends. And at the end of the day, end of the day it doesn't matter how big or how small we ended up being, but because by the time it's over, we'll have this incredible record of like stuff we've done and things we've done and places we got to go with our best friends, yeah. and we'll, that'll have we'll have that in perpetuity. Yeah, like yeah, I mean, it's really like an audio journal of the last four years. I mean, really, like I mean, all, mine and yours whole friendship. Yep. Almost is like on the podcast. Cause yeah. I really didn't know you before we you came on the podcast. I met you at a few parties. And then the, the those those big wigs, Cody and Tanner, they took pity on the, on a sad <laughs> little pat. It's like please, Sam, may I be on? And then they they invited me to the table, and then I've been uh, I worked my up from scraps, yeah. and now the head of the table, I guess. Yeah, now he's the head of the table. He is he is the Roman range. He is the Beyonce of the group, per se. You know, hey. Let other people toot the horn. <laughs> but no, I, I. it's just so cool to see, like, the show still going and, like, what it's become now. And, like, I'm I'm, su- I'm super happy that it's still going and I'm happy that, like, it's allowed. I mean, really, everybody, like, Jonathan's got to do their own thing. Colt theirs, Wenzel theirs, you know, yours with yours. Even, like, Cannon and Justin getting their avenue on under the brand. Like, I'm. it's really cool. Even me now with the late takes. Like, it, it's really cool that it's, like... It's really kind of evolved into, like, an artistic outlet for, like, the friend group. I mean, really. I mean, uh, we talked about this privately, like, the members of the art house, like, my roommates, how, like, we had just such a rewarding and creative and interesting group of friends. And we talked about, like, the the big plan we had. Like, we like open, like, you know, like, to me, kind of communal art space 
for people to come and go and make their thing to have a position to like display those things and like basically talks about like one day they'll have like a tattoo shop that our friends own and then we all sort of put our stuff in there and like even like have that be like a recording space yeah and just like have this be like this central hub for this creative outlet that like all these people we know are like really interested in engaging with the things they make and like this is just one avenue in that yeah i mean like that's like i I remember cody and i having conversations about this year probably like 2017 talking about like doing like cons and stuff and like getting money together and like you know sending like an artist friend of ours there to have a booth or something you know that costs money and like doing that and having so, you know something sort of like this having like a communal space where like people that want to do podcasts I remember Justin's been talking about doing a podcast for oh, like two years yeah. at least and like having him there or like if anybody want to do like a, a guest spot or something something you know different stuff but having like a spot for that and, like, a spot for, you know, everybody's art and, you know, just for the friends and stuff. Like, but, like, just where the shows are going and, like, the all-you-can-hear banner is going. Like, the stuff that's planned and, like, the stuff that can be planned now with, the, like, the world slowly opening back up so, like, you can leave the house. Yeah. Um, is really exciting because now it's just, like, wow, we have to get out this energy like i think the episodes y'all have released and i say this like even the episodes i've been on since y'all have come back to in-person recording have been like some of the most high energy like best episodes in the whole history of the show because you can definitely tell a difference because our very first episode back in-person recording was our godzilla versus kong review and like a third of that is actually about the movie movie. (laughs) because like we're just like I almost felt bad because I like I wanted that movie to have its own space, but like the fact that you're back together with your friends and talking about something together kind of overrides. Like, okay, let's we need to stay on top of it because it was just like, how do you contain that when you haven't seen your friends and by and large in over a year? A year, yeah. Well, that's like when we recorded when I came over and did the E3 episode. It was me, Cole, Wenzel, and Jonathan, and like we just went three hours. Like having the best time though, as like I re- I remember back in the old days of the podcast, like if we went three hours, like man, I'm exhausted. But after that, I'm like I could do three more. Let's go all night long. Yeah, and and just just behind the scenes in the episode, I love that E3 episode so much because I was selling my art at the comic book store for seven hours, and they had and they had been going and recording like all that time to the point where. I was saw my art, got done, came home, came downstairs, and they were still recording. Yeah, we were and wrapping I, up, and we we made a bit like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if I, y'all were still recording when I got back? It happened. Yeah, and then it actually happened because we went three, three, three and a half hours on E3. It was nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just, I just love having the outlet. You just people need that outlet, that space to talk about. I mean, not and not to say y'all don't talk about not serious stuff on the show sometimes. But like, just to talk, just to goof off, just to have fun. Like everybody, everything doesn't have to be like hyper serious, especially on the show. Now, the stuff we do make hyper serious, such as like, who has the best French fries? Yes, is very contentious. But a, I think it makes for very good content. And B, it's just funny that it's like that's that that's where we divulge the most as a group it's like oh, you really pissed me off ranking those chicken nuggets that high like <laughs> it's I, like you motherfucker yeah i hate you 
uh, you are not my friend anymore. You are out of the wedding. But yeah, it's it's really funny to me how like that kind of gets absorbed into the show. Like the show, what you get on these shows, on the late takes, on Cajun Greatness, on All You Can Hear, is us. Yeah, nobody's faking anything at all. And in, in fact, some of our members, I would say, perhaps a little more subdued on the podcast than they are in real life. <laughs> um, but I mean, like that is authentic authentically the group like and i think that's what i like about it the most is like you don't get somebody on here being like Ooh, what's up everybody welcome to the blah blah blah, blah and today blah blah, blah 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 and like you just go on like this fake voice like no it's like our voice like we're i mean it's I'm, not a persona this is yeah, who we are yeah it's it's so nice i i love it so much and like that like that was one of the most gratifying like comments we've gotten it happened earlier in, in like ayc's history like it feels like i'm there in there with y'all yes that that is my favorite uh, compliment we ever got on the show, even to this day. Somebody being like, "I like your show because it feels like I am in the room with you." Like I, I've had multiple people tell me, "Is like I have been yelling at you guys on the podcast." Even Cody with Cody living in his box in Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love long term bits. Yeah, Cody w- will listen to the show and be like, "I start talking to you guys." <laughs> <laughs> and, which is, it sounds kind of sad, but <laughs> well, I imagine that that was an adjustment for you and Cody. I'm sure yeah. after being on every episode, being like so deeply entrenched in the show mm-hmm. for years, and then like having to make that choice to step away, mm-hmm. I'm sure that took some adjustment. And like, I'm sure there's one like, dang, I wish I could have been on with that. Dang, I wish I could have said something there. Yeah, like I mean, y'all even did shows during COVID. I'm like, dang, I wish I could have like been there for that. That would have been awesome. Um, and stuff like that. And now, like, with my schedule being more open than it is, I can come on to more episodes, even with doing the late takes. So it, it's really exciting. I, I think from all three shows under the All You Can Hear banner, I think you're there's going to be some great stuff coming up, is all I'm going to say. No, yeah, like, with, with just, like, how uh, energetic Shemmy has been on Cage of Greatness. Mm-hmm. Like, he's definitely balls to the wall. He wants to do as much as yeah. he can. And, like... I mean, honestly, he's he's so engaged. He has a shot before the main show does, and just like the audacity. Yeah, not not even to mention, if you like the intro for this show, thank Justin, the host of Cajun Greatness, Shimmy, created that. Literally, message me, hey Pat, told me um, you wanted some help with a, with a theme song. I go, oh yeah, that'd be cool. Twenty minutes later, he sends me what you're listening to, and I'm like, "Oh my god, that literally captures the energy of the show better than anything I could have imagined." And like he he Justin does the voiceover. I cannot wait to have Justin on the show. I want to have Justin on the show. I want to have Justin on the little side project I'm doing for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very excited about that. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just exciting stuff. It feels so good to like just to talk. With your friends, mm-hmm. like really, like I said it in episode zero, but like I like in the last year, I have like missed a lot of people, and like what sort of like this show's goal is for me to get re not reconnected because like I didn't lose contact with anybody, but like being able to sit down and have these long conversations with people is just super nice. I love it, and that's and like just sort of giving them a platform and a spotlight, and that's why I wanted I wanted to sort of make that a priority on the main shows, like. When we have so many of our personal friends over, it's not just like, haha, like our friends are the best. Yeah. And like, because like, they know better or do things better. Just like, because like, we want to show like, show like how cool our friends are and, and their great personalities mm-hmm. and the things they do, things they say. And like, 
if we have this platform, why wouldn't you sort of use that to elevate your yeah. friends and so and really just show the world that like how much you enjoy and care about their company. I mean, that might, that might sound a bit silly to put like that point of a bow on podcasting, but like it's just you can literally do anything with this. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, this sort of genre. Yeah, I mean. I, 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 yeah, you pretty much wrapped it up perfectly there. It's like we we can show, and not just our. I mean, our friend group is so eclectic and just so so great. Everybody's so nice. I mean, I remember when we launched the podcast, everybody's like, "Oh, I heard you had a, po- a podcast. It's so cool." And like, it was like, "Oh yeah," and like you know, it's like stuff like that makes you feel good. You know, like, and not everybody listens every week because oh my god, that's a lot. But like, it's so nice to be like, "Oh hey, I listened to this episode. It's really nice." It's like Cannon was telling me. It was like, oh, I got episode zero, because that's the only episode that's out as we're recording this. Like, I have it queued up. I'm going to listen to it tomorrow at work. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's not really much of an episode, but that's cool, and I appreciate that. And it's like friends supporting friends. Especially when you hear, like, different ones say, like, oh, I listened to this one. And I was like, what? I was like, I was just blown away. It's like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? And, like, that's as behind the scenes, as tricky as it is to book a variety show, like, you constantly thinking of new things to do yes at the same time having that variety is our strength because uh because with a lot of shows that are more focused on a singular thing it's easier to get burned out because that's the only thing you're sort of focusing on and that and that is in no way is a pejorative to those shows that do that but like having this sort of very wide range may make it a little hard for some people to rein in on us at the same time it's it's more healthy and more and easier for us to produce this show when we, we don't feel like we're confined into one little box. Yeah. I could I could not imagine doing a show on a singular genre topic, I guess. I, I, I don't know. Like doing like a whole series based on wrestling. I, I couldn't do it. Like even though there's so much wrestling in the world, you know, week to week, it's just like you get burned out. But that's an interesting question. Pat, if you had to rein in all you can hear to one topic, one subject, what would you make it? I mean... <laughs> and this can be either a vain answer or something you think the other lads would get down with. As for what AYH could be if we picked a single subject to talk about, probably the, the one thing I can think of we could all collectively weigh in on would be movies. I mean, we already talk about movies a lot, and there are a lot of movie shows, and that's and, and that's not a problem, because like, just because there's a hundred uh, fried chicken plates doesn't mean there shouldn't be, because everybody has their own different version, and that yes. the different versions appeal to different people. But movies would probably be the, the one thing I think we could all collectively contribute to and have an interest in yeah. my vain answer would to be a toku satsu show and <laughs> i've been really wanting to do that of course i i my time is about as accounted for it could, it could possibly be right yeah. now so like that's just not feasible at the moment mm-hmm. but it's something i would like to do i mean i got to have a little bit of that with the ultraman interview i did with um david of saved by the bell y'all it was a great show i'm not tooting that because it's done so well because but you it, should go check that show out. it, it well. was a lot of fun it's very easy going it, they are very sort of like family friendly like insightful show uh, much <laughs> probably much more appealing than, than our like heathen broadcasting but it was a lot of fun and to be able to have that moment sort of the focus on that mm-hmm. and and that's something that i have to i have to bring myself in this like even though i'm quote the head of the, 
of the show. Like, I don't want to make it feel like it's my show and y'all are just here because I want to make sure everyone's voice is accounted for. People who who have their ideas, they get to put it out there. And and like, because different ones, like Wenzel is led, Jonathan's led, Colt's. Uh, we have something set aside for Colt because he is more. He is a more subdued person in real life, so like mm-hmm. finding something that he can really take that mantle, and he has done it a couple of times, but like finding the the right thing for the right person to talk about and yeah. take the lead. I know they're all capable, they're all smart, yes. funny individuals, and I think it, with the right place they can really excel, and I know they can, and they've done it before. Yeah, I mean, Win- Winslow and Colt had never done a podcast prior to the first episode of All You Can Hear, and not to say that first episode is like a barn burner or anything. But, like, just the way they have, like, improved and have gotten so much... I don't want to say better because they weren't bad at it, but just have improved on, like, timing and, like, the... I mean, AYCH at the end of the day is a comedy podcast. I mean, it's supposed to be funny, I guess. I guess. (laughs) I mean, it's funny to some, I'm sure. Yeah, it's funny to some. Nothing else is funny to us. Yeah, it's a comedy podcast for the host. But it's just... They've gotten so much better at that, and it's like it's so cool to see how they have grown. Like in the show, they were high school graduates, like literally grown. They were like they were fresh out of high school when they started the show, and now yeah. they're in their early to mid twenties. Yeah, they're older. They're they are older right now than I was when we started the show. Mm-hmm. That's which is nuts. Like, I mean, it makes you think. Like, because we have like an episode tentatively planned for the future. Like, what if we predict what the show would be like? years down the road mm. and it's and it's sort of funny to think because when you start a podcast you're kind of setting up yourself for like per- per- perpetuity because like unless you have like a very particular like range of what you will discuss mm-hmm. a show could go on indefinitely yeah i mean for sure and like like a show like all you can hear has no logical conclusion like Star Wars Files had a logical conclusion. You run out of Star Wars movies. Fast and Furious Files has a logical conclusion. You run out of Fast and Furious movies. A variety slash comedy podcast where you literally talk about everything and nothing or a sort of riff on the late night show format where you just want to talk with your friends and do stupid stuff with them. I mean, how long do late night talk shows last? Like David Letterman does the decades. host for decades. I'm, oh, and did it nightly. Daily, yeah, oh they don't God. have. So I look forward to the 25th anniversary of the late takes. <laughs> Listen, if Spotify wants to give me a 60 million dollar three year contract, I'll do it daily. I can't so. wait for your house band. Yeah, call. They play live music yeah. on the episode. Call me daddy. Did, did you hear about that? That call her daddy podcast. She signed a contract with Spotify. Sixty million dollars for three years for exclusive. no, yeah, uh, exclusive rights. That's nuts. That is, it's insane. Like I, sometimes I forget like what actual like the famous podcasts are. I'm I, like I'm sure I'm sure they probably bought out Rogan for near or even more than that, which is crazy to think that there's like podcasts like twenty million dollars a year for a podcast. That's not, I mean that's absurd. And- like. I, I, I don't see how you get your return on investment in that. I, I think it's probably just like through sponsorship, but because, you know, it's just, I, I'm, I, it's just with the big ones. They probably have their video format, but like, it's crazy thing happens. Like, shit, what would we do with a thousand dollars? I know. Like, if, if somebody gave the all you can hear network a thousand dollars. Oh my God! <laughs> Be set for the year. <laughs> I mean, uh, we wouldn't need much else for the longest yeah. time. Yeah, gold taste test. 
You, <laughs> Tanner's like most hated food gimmick is gold covered food, but oh. we would do it just because we had the money to burn. Yeah. <laughs> that would be something very on brand for us. Hey, you have a thousand free dollars, but you have to use it for the show. Yeah, we're gonna eat gold. <laughs> God, that that'd be a good bit. You know, what? I'm writing that down. <laughs> if we ever get a thousand dollars, that would be funny. Uh, well, Patrick, you got anything you wanna bring up before we wrap this up? Um, well, I just say uh, thank you all for listening uh, for, to the main show. We, uh, we, I appreciate it, and for everyone sticking around and sort of this change of hands. I mean, I, I had some very big shoes to fill. Tanner, it's just a, a size thirteen, <laughs> and I'm a size ten. You know, like literally <laughs> big shoes to fill. But no, just like sort of like taking this mantle because like Tanner is just just a energetic personality magnetic just like i remember when tanner first joined the friend group how they they was even around like a week and he automatically just jumped right in everybody was talking to you just getting along with everybody so like for him to have his hands and you know and some of the other like conversations and know so many people and to like and to like to lead a show with like great sort of charisma and personality and I'm, there's people that have met you in passing, and be like, you no, know, that Tanner, he's got like a, like you know, they they pointed you out specifically in a in after a, like a party of like thirty two people, and so it it really well, that's probably because I de- decided to be Spider Man, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or slid on my ass downstairs, but <laughs> I th- I think it's a little from every column, <laughs> but um, I appreciate uh, him trusting with me with the keys of the kingdom, and I'm so thrilled that he has this outlet because I knew. Even when he stepped away, he wouldn't be gone for long because he has like too much energy and too many ideas to just be kind of just a regular person again. And I knew one way or other he would find his out creative outlet, and they eventually that road led back to podcasting. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and I hope you all enjoy it. And I'm very sure you will. Yeah, my brain just goes burr all the time. It's just <laughs> brimming with ideas. Patrick, you should come on the show every week and say nice stuff about me. But, like, change it up every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just make, you know, my this has been the uh, complimentary corner with Patrick. <laughs> Woo! Uh, Patrick, plugs. I mean, pl- I mean, it's your network. I mean, essentially, so go for it. Uh, yeah, well, thank you all for listening. You can find AYCH wherever podcasts are found. That's SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify. Uh, be sure to listen to us. Uh, and just like, like, we've described all those platforms. It helps us out, puts in front of new people, uh, keeps us hiding algorithms, and we always appreciate you when you do it. I'm literally doing the plug for AYCH right now. And you, you can follow us on social media everywhere. Sound, uh, excuse me. Twitter and Instagram, AYCH Podcast, Letterboxd and Facebook, all you can hear. Twitch at twitch.tv slash all you can hear. And YouTube at all you can hear. Uh, me personally, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at John Luss's name. And my art on Facebook at John Luss's name art. And we have even more fun coming. I don't want to give too much away because I don't know what it's going to be because we haven't planned that far out. <laughs> yeah. But we always... Once we have it nailed down, it's always a good time, and, and I always look forward to talking with my friends about the most inane bullshit. And I'm glad I got able to talk with one of my good friends, Standard, today. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much wraps it up perfectly. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Tanner1495, Letterbox, Tanner1495. Follow the podcast at The Late Takes. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. We should be on Google Podcasts by now. That uh, process takes a little bit longer, but we're on Spotify, Anchor, Overcast. 
Pocket Cast, everything. You can listen to us everywhere. I just searched the late takes. And yeah, we'll see you next week with another edition of the late takes. Good night, everybody. Good night.